Welcome to the Covenant Woman Podcast, inspiring you to grow your faith in all of God's promises and take what belongs to you as a daughter of the King of Kings. I'm your host, Shayla Gordon, author of The Covenant Woman. Are you ready to stop self-sabotaging and start overcoming the struggles that have been holding you back from stepping confidently into who God says you are? Come on, sister. It's time to thrive in all areas of your life. Hey guys, welcome back to the Covenant Woman podcast. Can you guys believe we're in September? I cannot believe it. I cannot believe how fast this year has gone by. And I've heard so many say that August felt like it was about two weeks instead of an entire month. So I feel like the rest of this year is just going to completely fly by. But the cool thing is, is we still have a full four months left in this year to make whatever happen that we want to see come to pass for us, for our businesses, for our lives. Um, so just remember that, you know, you still have a full four months. So don't give up on whatever it is that you're working towards. Don't just put it off until 2024 because you never know what may happen between now and then. And so Remember that the sky is the limit for you and um, you still have a full four months and you've got this. So if you are a recipient of my newsletters, you already know what the topic of today is going to be. So if you are not on my email list, you can just email me at thecovenantwoman at gmail.com and I will get you added or you can go to my website and there's a place to subscribe there. So whichever way works best for you. But if you did read your newsletter this morning from your email, then you already know what today's topic is going to be over. So today's topic is remember what belongs to you. And I had said in there, or I guess I wrote in there that sometimes I wonder what God is thinking when he's sitting up in heaven and he's looking at us struggling with something that he's already prepared the way for. And I know that that's got to be a little bit frustrating for him. I mean, I would think he's got like, it's like he's trying to give us this gift and we're just sitting there and not accepting it. That's how I often see things, you know. Um, we look at those mountains in our lives sometimes, and by, by mountains I mean the circumstances, the the troubling situations that are going on. And they just seem so big. They seem like there's nothing that can be done to take care of it. And that's just not the way that God views things. Whenever he's looking at us in our lives, he's not looking at things that are beyond his control or even beyond ours. Because he even tells us like our faith moves the mountains in our lives. So our faith and what he says moves mountains. And the thing is, is if we're not studied up in his word, then there's a few ways that we tend to handle things. Three, three ways that I actually wrote about in the newsletter. But number one, we try to handle the problem on our own. Number two, we believe there is no answer to the problem. And number three, we just ignore the problem and turn our attention to something that can bring temporary pleasure. And I don't know about you guys, but... I feel like number three is something that I probably lean towards and um, and I guess just kind of given up, just giving up on the whatever's going on, whatever the solution might be, thinking that there may not be a solution and just going and burying my hand or burying my head in the sand and not wanting to 
to focus on the solution or not wanting to do the work to bring about the solution. But each one of these ways of handling it, it has the same outcome, you guys. The problem remains there. And most of the time it just gets bigger. And whenever a problem gets bigger and you don't take care of it, then often it's going to seep into other areas of your life. And that's not good. That's not where any of us want to be in life. We don't we we want to be able to take care of those problems and move those mountains in our lives. And so that it doesn't become magnified and then like I said, seep out into all the other areas of our lives. And when I'm talking about it, it kind of seeping into those other areas, think about like this. Think about whenever there's a financial burden going on for you or your family, and, and you've got to figure out a way, or um, you've got to trust God to figure out a way to take care of that financial need. Well, Whenever you're stressed out about that or anything, it doesn't just have to be something financial, but whenever there's that stress, we tend to even lash out at our loved ones. We tend to be shorter with our children or, um, you know, just get, get almost angry more easily. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, I'm, I've got a 16 year old daughter and I mean, she will flat out tell you, like she can tell whenever something's going on in my life. I'm, I feel like I'm not the exact same person. And and that comes from having situations going on in my life and me not giving God that situation, me not trusting him to take care of it and me not seeking him, but me trying to handle things on my own and then lashing out at the ones that I love. And, you know, oftentimes our kids are the ones that get the brunt of that because they're the ones that are around us more than anyone else. So here's what I've realized just whenever it comes to my own personal experience, that whenever I choose to handle a problem without God, it means one of two things. It either means that I don't know what God's word says about something going on in my life, about a specific situation, or I don't trust what his word says. In other words, I don't have faith in him and his word and and his capabilities and, and what he can do for that situation, how he can help me remove that situation or how he can bring good from that situation or how he can do a 180, you know, cause a 180 to happen in my life, um, even with that situation. And like I said, one of one of two things, either we don't know what his word says or we don't believe what his word says. And honestly, I think when it comes down to it, I think it's I think it's the fact that most people just don't know what God's word says about specific situations, about troubling things that are going on. And if you don't know what God's word says about something, then you can't have faith in it because faith cometh by hearing, right? So and hearing by the word of God. So if you don't know what what his word says, then you can't even get it in you to, you, you're not going to hear it and you're not going to have faith in it to begin with. So that brings me to this question. Have you found out what does belong to you yet? You know, it, it takes work. It, it takes effort on your part because you have to do the reading. You have you have to find out what God's word says. But is it worth it? Oh gosh, absolutely. It is so worth it to know what belongs to you. When you start digging into the Word of God and you start finding out what God's promises are to you, 
It will literally transform your life. You will talk different. You will think different. You will act different. You will, your life will be enriched in every single way possible. And if you think about it, every single thing on this earth, everything that you're ever going to do is going to take work. Even if you don't actually do anything, that takes work because whenever you're not putting in the work to know what God's word says to better your life, for your life to become more enriched, then you're going to live in fear. You're going to live in bondage. There's probably going to be loneliness, sickness, sadness, lowness, and Honestly, all of that is more work on you mentally and physically than just finding out what God's word says and choosing to believe it and aligning your life with that, aligning your words with that. It's so much less work, if you ask me, to put in the work than it is to not put in the work and then to have to deal with all the consequences of of not knowing what, what God's word says. And think about it like this, you know, whenever I said that, oftentimes I wonder what what God is thinking whenever he sits there and he sees us struggling and all we have to do is reach out and accept what he's given to us. Think about that if that was your child and, and you had given them something and something that they're struggling, something that they they absolutely need in their lives and you're, you're giving it to them, you are offering them exactly what they need and all they have to do is accept it. Think about how crushed we would be to sit there and watch our children suffer and struggle because they simply won't accept something that we've given them. That that's the way God feels too. Like his hands are tied whenever we don't reach out and take it. Those promises have already been made. The plans have already been made, but all we, our job is to have faith in, in, in his words and his promises and his plans and reach out and take it by faith. So if we aren't strengthening our faith, it all goes back to faith. If we aren't strengthening our faith, then we can't have what he says belongs to us. And then think about this. I, I've thought about this quite a bit. Think about what Satan must be thinking when he knows what God has already prepared for us. And that's why he fights us so hard, right? He knows what God's promises are to us. He's not ignorant when it comes to what God's word says. That that's a way that's one of the ways that he's able to fight us so hard. But think about him sitting there and watching us knowing all we have to do is reach out and accept something that God's given us and we refuse to do it because we don't want to put in that that work to be able to have the faith to do it. But then he turns around and puts sickness on us and automatically we want to agree with that sickness. Automatically we we want to take that and and align our words with that sickness or the disease or the financial burden that he's putting on us. So why why would we allow him to get away with that? And then I mean he how stupid must he think we are if if all he has to do is put something bad on us and and we agree with it and we won't agree with the the amazing incredible blessings that God has already promised us and it really does come down to what are you going to agree with are you going to agree with what satan's doing and his tactics and how he's trying to cause more suffering and struggling in your life 
Or are you going to agree with what God's word says and live accordingly to that? And he's going to do whatever works. So he's just going to continue doing the same thing. So if a specific relationship in your life causes you to not be able to get your eyes on what God says, but keep your eyes on the circumstance at hand, Satan will use his tactics to to keep you in that relationship and to continue to hold you back using it. If he, if he knows that all he has to do is throw a sickness on you and you get into a complete agreement with that and that holds you back and hinders you from getting into God's word and from believing what God says, guess what? He's going to keep doing it. So if you are someone who you're always sick, your kids are always sick, and then you you match up your words with that, man, we're always sick. Well, August is coming, so the kids are going to be in school. So we're, you know, strep throat comes ear infections come. I mean, then the kids get it, then I get it. We're always sick. That guess what? Like you're you're calling it on yourself with your words. But he's going to continue doing whatever he has to do that's going to work. So whenever you get stronger in your faith and you start agreeing and aligning your words with what God says, you're not you're no longer in agreement with the circumstances. You're no longer agree, in agreement with the tactics of the devil. And he, he'll find other ways, of course, to try to enter your life and do, do things to cause trouble and wreak havoc. But you just have to hold fast to what God says. You stay in agreement with his word to combat Satan. And so what does belong to you? You know, that's the title of this podcast today. Remember what belongs to you. So what does belong to you? Remember, you're in covenant with God. That's not anything to take lightly. I mean, just like if you were in if you were married and you're in a covenant, you have vows to uphold, right? Whenever you entered into covenant with God, whenever you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you entered into a covenant with God. And that covenant basically means that now you are a joint heir with Jesus. The Bible tells us this. So being in a covenant means whatever God has belongs to you and whatever you have now belongs to him. You you are in a covenant. That's it's a very serious thing that we really should put more focus on. It's a blood covenant. Jesus shed his blood for you on that cross. And what does belong to you? Freedom. Freedom belongs to you. First of all, you're promised eternity. With Jesus, with God, you are promised eternity. You are free from spiritual death. That means that you have the opportunity to live an eternal life in heaven with Jesus. Because Romans 6.23 tells us that for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So whenever you accepted Jesus as your Lord, then you are granted that freedom to be able to live that eternal life with God. So you don't have to die spiritually, right? Like you you have that eternal life that is promised to you. So you have freedom from spiritual death and you also have freedom from sickness. So according to the word, he took that for you. So sickness isn't God's will for you because he already took it from you. He suffered so that we wouldn't have to. Because God so loved the world that he orchestrated the substitution 
for his only son to rescue us from that curse of Satan. Galatians 3.13 says that Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. And we take things with our words. So we take a thought by saying, right? The Bible even says that. So we, whatever we are choosing to be in alignment with, to be in agreement with, that is where our faith is going to be. And that is what we allow. And no matter what kind of sickness it is, you can stand up. I can stand up and we can command that sickness to go away using the name of Jesus. You don't have to give it place in your body. And, you know, you don't have to deny that 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 sickness exists, but you can deny its right to affect your body. Um, so we've got spiritual, we've, we've been set free from spiritual death. We've been set free from sickness and also the weight of our sin. There's no sin so great that Jesus' sacrifice won't wipe that away. God cleanses and he changes us to be able to receive that salvation, right? Whenever we accept Jesus, like he's, he's accepted our past. He has forgiven our sins. He has blotted out those transgressions. He doesn't want to even be in remembrance of them. He doesn't want us holding on to the shame of it. And I mean, he gives us complete forgiveness. All we have to do is repent and turn from that sin. So we have freedom from spiritual death. We have freedom from sickness We have freedom from the weight of our sins, freedom from shame, right? But Jesus also set us free from the curse. And uh, Galatians 3.13 says that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us in Christ. And guys, so the, the blessing is canceling out that curse, right? So what was the curse? The curse was death, okay, so spiritual death. Sin, right? Sickness, we've talked about that, disease, but also poverty, lack, depression, anything bad that you can think of, that was under the curse. But that same moment that you accepted Jesus and asked him to come into your heart, you were redeemed from that curse. And Satan, he was basically put out of business. And of course, he's going to come and he's going to try to wreak havoc, but that's what he does. But being prepared with that knowledge, knowing that he's going to come, you just have to stay steadfast in the word of God. You have to stay powered up and faithed up, right? Like if you say faithed up in the word of God, you, you're you prepared. You're ready for whenever those attacks come. It's not even anything that you have to stress about or have anxiety about or worry about. You just, You just know that you are already equipped with everything you need to combat whatever he wants to try to throw at you next. And whenever we keep our faith in God's word and we are just staying in that constant communication with him, that fellowship with him, first of all, you don't ever want to, once you live that way, you don't ever not want to live that way because that is the most precious, sweetest feeling in the world. And, you know, God says he'll never leave us or forsake us. Whenever you start spending that quality time with him, That's whenever you truly start to understand that, like, hey, he's not going anywhere. He's there whenever I call on him. He's there with me throughout the day. He's there with me if I get nervous or scared or anxious. He's always here. So whenever you get into that rhythm of just keeping that constant ongoing conversation with him, you truly grasp all that goodness that he has to offer you and you don't ever want to live without him. You don't ever want to live not in that way again, because you have experienced the sweetness of it and the the most 
precious gift that that you'll ever have, which is him, right? And so once you get used to that, you're not going to want to get out of that routine. And just staying in that constant fellowship with him and staying in his word, that's how you keep your faith up. That's how you continue receiving all that he says belongs to you. And that's how whenever something is attacking you in your life, whenever something's coming against you, you just stay in agreement with him because you're so faithed up in him that you're not even you're not even going to want to start to agree with your circumstance. Whenever sickness comes, you're just going to say, I don't accept that. I refuse that in the name of Jesus. Get out of my body. You don't belong here. And it will be gone. And that may sound so foreign if you're newer to growing your faith. But once you get to where you're consistently just enwrapped in him, you, you will, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So, so just remember what does belong to you. Don't, don't ever forget what Jesus died to give you. You are in covenant. It, you are in a covenant with God himself. That is a very, very big deal. He didn't send Jesus to die and that not be a big deal, right? I mean, he sent Jesus to die on the cross to be tortured. He had to go to hell for three days to be able to redeem us from all of those bad things, to redeem us from the curse, to be able to give us an eternity in heaven with him. So don't ever, ever, ever take that lightly. Don't ever forget that whatever God has also belongs to you because you're in a covenant with him. So take it. And the way that you take it is by growing your faith in it and then saying it, getting your words in alignment with him, get into agreement with what he says so that you'll quit getting into agreement every time trouble arises in your life. And you won't give that align. You won't get into alignment with every circumstance that comes your way, because sometimes we just feed those circumstances. We just feed the problem by matching our words up with it. So match your words up with what God says. I know I talk about this a lot, but it's life changing. And once you grasp it, it changes your life. So remember all that God sent Jesus to die to give you. It belongs to you. It doesn't matter if you've had a really rough path, if you've lived very, maybe unrighteously until now, that doesn't matter. God's God wants you to come as you are. And he wants to walk with you through this life. And so just don't ever forget that. He's always there for you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And he loves you so, so, so much. So don't ever, ever, ever forget that. Um, Guys, if this blessed you, if this helped you in any ways, please share it with someone that you love. And hopefully it will bless them too. You guys have a great week and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Covenant Woman Podcast. For more info on the book, to stay inspired, and to find all the ways to connect with me, check out thecovenantwoman.org. And don't forget to follow this podcast so you'll be notified each time a new episode drops.